welcome to the GRC podcast where we give you a peek behind the curtain of what happened in our Fire Pro Wrestling E-Fed. I'm of course your host, the goth rock star, Zach Roper, and I'm joined by a very chaotic panel here. How's it going, boys? How we feeling uh, today? Yeah! My shit got hard. Just say my, uh, my, uh, my erection got hard. There we go. That, that's, that's even worse. No, you know, not. you should have just kept the other take, Zach. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's just right. fit. I can tell. This is going to be a great episode right here. So we got two <laughs> guests with us. Uh, we have, of course, representing uh, Friday Night Fights, Noah. That's and me. We- Yep, and we also got the man himself, George, who is one of the co-founders of the Coven. So he's a very uh, uh, important guest on here. Oh, fact, no, no offense to you, Noah, but you told me you wanted your 15 oh. minutes of fame. So, <laughs> I mean, that is true. You did beat me to uh, gain control of the Coven, so you are technically, as of this moment, the owner of the Coven. So, I thought Peacock was. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I guess that technicality, yeah. I didn't get paid for that, bro. Come on. So, the So, in this episode, we're going to discuss the very uh, interesting road to GRC Allegiance because this was at the point where Monday and Tuesday was like, all right, fucking. Uh, power to the metal, we're gonna go balls to the walls with this shit. Uh, but before that, uh, I guess I kind of introduce you you guys a little bit, but I'll let you guys introduce yourself, so the wheel picked you, George, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, and kind of uh, talk about how you got into Fireprone stuff, the floor is yours. Uh, Alright, my name is, uh, George, you guys probably know me, uh, from Mr. Zach here, but, uh, I uh, got into Fire Pro via BM thing because I was over 2K because 2K kind of sucked at the at the the point. Then going back, so uh, I talked to Zach and we did the Fire Pro thing. And then he made his own little thing. I made my own thing. I made my I made my Progress Wrestling. I don't know if you remember that. I copied Progress Wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. And yeah, I was really interested in Fire Pro. Then hit me up about this thingy, the but dead and this and we did the abc cunt thingy and that shit sucked and and now we're here so i mean i'm really enjoying it it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a i'm really enjoying it you know even though we're owned by Pe- Pe- peacock now fucking hell dude. yeah <laughs> all right uh no but i am the i am the only wait i am the only man to, to hold the cruiserweight and the medical title so i win i don't think that's correct but uh... yeah, i am yeah i am Jet Hunter, I'm almost fairly certain he has held both. He don't. He don't. Did he Commando don't Shark ever hold the, the mid card? I, I, I did all three though. Triple Crown, I win. Right, Triple Crown. You don't remember? You don't know. Wow. You. Crickets. All right. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> if we want to consider Triple Crown to be Zach at that point, he won Deathmatch, he won the world title. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah Deathmatch <laughs> too, so I won up three. So, second that's Triple Crown. Yeah, my greatest reign of all time is the Cruiserweight Champion where <laughs> fucking broke the champion's neck twice. Couldn't you get that in there, Jorgen? Uh, yeah, Zach Roper to elevate the, the division, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, went from I went from like uh, I'll go I'll do that later. Take take the floor, Zach. It's all yours. Well, Noah, I don't know how the hell you're gonna follow that up, but introduce yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm Noah. I got to this community via, uh, of course, the ABC. But I came over. I was in different football servers, and I got the invite to come. Uh, to ABC. Uh, I don't remember if it was Umar or was it Show. I don't remember who invited me originally, but I think it was probably one of you. Um, that or Jay, because he's invited Jay, a lot of yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, Jay. yeah, One of y'all invited me. So I came on down, and then when I heard you were jumping jumping out, I was like, alright, sure, why not? I, I have no skin in the game, but um, I, I just jumped over, and it worked out because I got on the better side of history, I think. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not like I, I was just starting to watch wrestling at the time. So I was really new to the product and, uh, I was just excited to look at stuff. Um, when they, uh, when dead was looking for people to be, be GMs, I offered myself up because I, I've always liked storytelling. Um, but I didn't really have the, uh, the wrestling knowledge to be able to uphold it, as you can see by only making it eight weeks. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so then after that, I stuck around and helped with a, little, a couple things here and there, um, which I don't know if we'll get to in this episode, but uh, yeah, that's that's me. All right. Sweet. Uh, it's Yeah, I always love kind of hearing the road to GRC, I always find it very fascinating because everyone's story is like really different, but it's cool that it all kind of converges into one point. Uh, so as of recording, uh, I believe we have what, uh, two weeks until the end of the year. Uh, yeah, it looks like we have two weeks until uh, the New Year. So I figured it would be a fun little topic since uh, we did the Halloween thing last episode. Since this is kind of the uh, the the holidays or whatever, what are some uh, what are some movies that you guys like to throw on around this time? Like, what are your uh, kind of Christmassy movies or whatever you like to throw on? And I'm gonna start with you, show since the wheel put you. Show, are you dead or are you the rock? Yes, <laughs> show. Hey, send for the man. Oh shit! You put him Wait, on the spot, bro. I can hear you now. Pull your. Oh. I was saying. We could cut it. I was Santa Claus uh, movies with Tim Allen. I would say that's something that like. Oh really hell yeah! That shit rules. This <laughs> is my. <laughs> A year, so it's just one of those. It's like the put on or 
you know, Christmas songs, you know, Mariah Carey, you know, it's Mariah Carey season. Oh, <laughs> Damn, George, look at the pipes on you, my dude. <laughs> I can start singing a uh, theme song now. All right. <laughs> any any other movies you want to throw in there? Because I, when it gets to me, I'm going to throw multiple. So if you want to do more than one, like, that's fine. Ooh. I don't even know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I just put on whatever. It's like just Christmassy. I, my teammates had me uh, watch Elf the other day, so I'd watch that. Oh, yeah. That movie is pretty good, too. But other than that, it's just really the Santa Claus movies, just whatever Christmas movies on at that time. Okay. Like, so nothing really in particular that you like kind of go through or whatever? Uh, it's not like Halloween. When it comes to Halloween, it's focus, focus for me. Christmas is just whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so, uh, Mar, your turn, um, buddy. Here we go. What Christmas movies do you put on around this time of the year? Man, you know, I had to put the answer to class in my man, like, how the, how the Grinch stole Christmas, man, with Jim Carrey on that shit, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, man, I, I you I know love, what's I love, funny? I love, the, I love the dog. Yeah, bro. Like, it's great that I grew up watching Jim Carrey as a kid, actually. Throughout my whole life. It's, I love his shits. It's crazy because the uh, actress that played Cindy Who ended up becoming the lead singer of the Pretty Reckless. Uh, Taylor oh, wow. Watson, I think, was her name. Yeah, if you look at her now, she's like all gothed up and shit. So, uh, yeah. So you said uh, uh, Jim Carrey's uh, The Grinch. Anything else that you usually put on? Oh. Um, Home Alone as well. I like that too as well. Okay. Uh, all right, Dad, your turn, buddy. Shit. Oh God. Oh, Shut no. it. Do you see how grouchy I am? If I ain't <laughs> voting for something with Scrooge or Grinch, what the fuck really is it? Or Nightmare Scrooge Before Christmas? Oh fuck. Yeah, that's that's one of mine as well. There. On the football, uh, I say Krampus. Like Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't one of those three, I don't know. I don't really watch anything anyways, but I just say those three. Gotcha. If so, anything. So, let me ask, which version of the Grinch? Because there's two, or three technically. There's the two animated <laughs> versions, and there's the live-action one with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey? Bro. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You don't, you, don't like, better. you don't like the ones that the people that Minions made? You don't like that one? No. <laughs> no. I don't no. I don't mind the older one, like the way older one. Oh yeah, like the Rankin Bass one or whatever. Whatever one was in like the nineteen nineties or like early two thousands. Yeah, with like, like the, before the live action. The narrated one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one's not bad. Alright, Noah, your turn, buddy. Uh yeah, so Home Alone, definitely up there. Muppet Christmas Carol is a oh, low-key yeah. banger. Oh, that, I didn't think of that. That's pretty good. Yeah, Muppets are great, gotta say. Uh, yeah, those are those are the top two for me. Okay. Uh, George, do you have one, buddy? Uh, I got like a 12, bro. I got you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I, I thought got, mine was going to be long. I got, I got the best one, Die Hard. True. That is technically a Christmas movie. Uh, what about Black Christmas? Black Christmas? Gremlins. 
Oh, we had gremlins. Yeah, true. Really? Oh, scissor hands. Oh, motherfucker, you took another one of mine. <laughs> I, mean, I thought we were considering just straight up Christmas theme movies, not in the month of Christmas. It's considered, hey. bro. I mean, yeah, I, I said, like, whatever you throw on, on around the holidays, it doesn't have to be, like, a straight-up Christmas movie. Oh, okay. And we got, uh, <laughs> and we got, uh, speaking of Halloween, I, I usually watch all the, the whole, uh, the Simpsons Trials of Horror episodes for Halloween. Right. That. But for, uh, Christmas, I usually watch just like that, and, uh, of course, this Christmas I'm watching the World Cup, Mar. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm watching uh that and uh you know I mean I'm not a very Christmas person. Of course Christmas music Christmas music is uh you know pretty pretty lit. Yeah, they're playing Christmas music at my job and I have a question for you guys. Do you guys like eggnog? No, not really. Alright, but yeah, that's that's my Christmas movies. And uh, another one, Girls Gone Wild. I'm joking. Bazinga. Alright, well, I guess that leaves me. So, the two that's already been mentioned is Nightmare Before Christmas. I used to make a uh, bit of a tradition of I'd watch it every Christmas Eve. But I got burnt out, and I ended up switching to something else. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is another one that was mentioned. I feel like that one is very Christmassy with uh, kind of the atmosphere and setting. And So what you guys are going to kind of learn about my picks are they're not really traditional. They're kind of weird, but they also kind of fit the Halloween kind of style that I rock pretty much. Uh, so the movie that has kind of shuffled into me watching every year now is a movie called Krampus, which was directed by the same guy that did the Trick or Treat movies. Uh, so that one's pretty cool for people that uh, want to get into horror but don't want anything too scary. Uh, I recently got a 4K version of it in the mail that's like the naughty cut, so I'll check that out at some point. Uh, Batman Returns is one kind of like Die Hard where I kind of count it as a Christmas movie. That's the second Tim Burton Batman movie with the Penguin and Catwoman. And uh, that one's pretty sick. And this one that not all people have heard of that I want to spotlight is a movie called A Christmas Horror Story, which is an anthology kind of film where it takes all these different stories and they all kind of tie together at the end. So, like, one of the big ones is Santa fighting Krampus. Uh, so, yeah, those are pretty much my picks that I throw. So... Yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about that since we kind of did a Halloween one and I'm not sure when we're going to record the next one. So the next one we might maybe discuss like year-end things like our favorite music, games, and movies or whatever. Kind of do that. So now that we've kind of done that, it is time for the road to GRFC Allegiance. What you mean, WrestleMania, Shane? Alright, Noah, tell us your story, uh, kind of what you know, uh, or what you did pretty much leading up to Allegiance, or like pretty much anything, because you haven't really been on the podcast, so like anything you want to talk about, you can talk about here. 
right. So, um, yeah, as I said, I got eight weeks as a GM. So the previous two episodes that you've listened to, uh, I don't know what y'all said on the second one. I listened to the first one. Um, yeah, we're having some second one hasn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, we're having some editing right. difficulties with the second one, so that's why it's taking so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was doing Friday Night Fights at the time. Um, I got through two pay-per-views. Uh, we had uh, some, some, some pretty big names on there that uh, I'm sure as you go through, you'll hear more of guys like Ricky Steele and Commando Shark, and of course, uh, The Odd Couple, Ashley Jackson, Supreme. Um, basically, my draft strategy was just, all right, uh, I know like 10 of these people from ABC, and then the rest of it, we're just going to pick cool names. Uh, so um, we we got, basically, it was just Supreme, and then my guys, and then just hoping for the best on the rest of them. So uh, that was that was pretty fun. I remember, um, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, Supreme kind of ran my show for the most part. Uh, those were the guys that had the most, uh, they were talking the most. Um, yeah, so that was really, I really had a good time being a GM because even though, like, like I said, I didn't have the most knowledge, so I definitely wasn't ready to be play-by-play. Uh, I was still trying to find my voice as it was on the on the mic. And you can tell when you listen from when I first started to win, I was doing the the one night only and the memory pay-per-view that I put together a couple months later after Friday Night Fights was dead and gone. Um, uh, you can definitely hear the difference in my voice and how I was feeling a lot more uh, excited and, and like I, I felt confident in what I was doing. I feel um, like that's yeah, kind so of for, what we all kind of did. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in on you, but yeah, it's all I was good. just kind of saying we all kind of learned to kind of find our voice and kind of find our confidence. Because Except for me, I still hate every single one of you, Shine. This product fucking shucks. Like, it doesn't <laughs> happen overnight, so. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was keeping up with everybody, and then um, when it came down that uh, Thursday and I weren't going to have a show anymore, I totally got it because I definitely was uh, the third best show going. Um, and it wasn't even that close. Like Zach, you had, um, you have such great charisma that you just like overcome anything that you aren't confident about. And like, you just so willing to commit to bits. I, I just, <laughs> I loved watching your streams and, uh, and then Monday, of course they tried to keep it more, um, professional, so to say, but so they always had, uh, storylines and things that they were planning out ahead of time and things that they were working on. So yeah, um, Monday, between the two of you, you definitely had me got. <laughs> yeah, Monday was more kind of like the workhorse show, and Tuesday was like the shits and giggles time. Memes, show. no memes. Yeah, it was, it was all You're saying memes. either show could wrestle? I couldn't fucking tell. You made, you made low blow Tuesdays? <laughs> Spot <laughs> fest Tuesday. There we go. Yeah, yeah well, so I was... Bucks. <laughs> yeah, so I was really trying to find what my brand was since I didn't really know a lot of the people that I drafted. So I did a lot of tournaments early on trying to figure out who was actually good. Um, so that was, that was most of the struggle, um, in my GM career. Uh, but yeah, heading up to, uh, Allegiance after I had just finished, uh, doing 
the joint pay-per-view um, by myself because the other guy didn't show up. I, I was like, I don't know any of these people on the Thursday show, but we're going to commentate this anyway. Uh, but yeah, so after that, we went into the supplemental draft after our brands got taken down. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what you guys were thinking as you went through um, between our two shows, who you wanted to take. Um, but for me, I, I then focused on my my uh, um, my people, Odd Couple. Um, those That was my users, so I really focused on them. We got drafted to Monday. I was very excited uh, because I got uh, that would mean I would get to work my way up a little bit. Um, so we, the first month heading into the pay-per-view, we were really just building, um, building up the team again for the new audience, quote unquote. Um, and we got a couple wins working our way up, uh, to the pay-per-view. We got, uh, tasked with Iscariot and KYO. Um, we did end up losing that match, but you know, um, it was one of the better ones of the night. So, uh, that, that was that was basically the the build up to that. Just a lot of um, promos. I've always loved writing promos. Like that's one of my. That was one of the things that even when I couldn't have uh, a brand for myself, I would always do promos for this for OWA um, for the stuff I had there. And like I was always ready to um, pull something together. And I, I I loved promoing off with the people in uh, the server. Uh, so people like Jay and Mar, we we worked together a couple times. I remember, um, and yeah, so I, I just always love promos, and so uh, building up to this first pay per view, just a lot of um, building up who I was and what what the guys were going to do. All right, that was good. Yeah, wow, that I didn't know uh, some of that, so it was very. Uh insightful to kind of hear about that uh anything else i guess you want to add or uh is that all you can recall that, that's pretty much all i did for this pay-per-view cycle um obviously uh, i hope to come back and talk about stuff we did later on like the tag team turbulence and other things oh uh, but yeah when we when we talk about yeah. that i'll definitely get get you on board for that because you were a big yeah. help with that yeah that was that was super fun but yeah i i really i was really glad that i got to um not have as much pressure on me at, at, after that because i was like it, it was really fun being a gm and <laughs> trying to find all these new people and, and you can you can tell that i really got biased towards the people that i had because of doing like get, getting really excited for their matches later on and wanting to do other pay-per-views just so I could show them off again because I just I just love that so much. So it, it is if you're if you're the kind of person that's like you want to start things and you just haven't had the time or whatever, if you can, just try stuff. It's fun. Like it, it, no one's gonna no one's gonna look at you and be like, oh, you, you're silly for wanting to do this. It's it's super fun. And like if you enjoy doing it, then you should keep doing it. Um, so even though I only got to do it for a little bit of time, I definitely had a lot of fun doing it. So, um, and then building up to the pay-per-views, like I was saying, saying all the promos and stuff, like it's, it's really fun to do something like this. Hell yeah, brother. All right. This one should be interesting. Uh, Mar, 
what do you remember about Allegiance? Because I think at this point, uh, Mar Rivers was out of Tuesday, I believe, or he was like on his way out. Yeah, uh, I think around. I think the only thing I kind of can remember, like back when I like actually focused on Mike more than Mar at the time on that before the pay per view actually happens. I think I remember. Um, I think Mike was in a a six man tag match, if I'm not wrong, on that first ever pay per view. Hold on, because I got the car right here. Because I look it up too. Right. Let's see. Yeah, because I didn't see you on the Tuesday side, so I think you were definitely out at that point. Yeah. Yeah, the the main event of this Allegiance pay-per-view was you teaming with Sez against Brian Street and Kenji. Um, oh, I don't know if that's what you were talking about, but yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you won that match as well. I think we did. I think I did win that match pretty much. Uh, so, I was just basically focused on Mike Morris to get him the spotlight since he was like kind of technically brand new in GRC. Which is pretty much easier for me since Mar was like pretty much at this point out of top two Tuesday at the time. Um, that pretty much it, bro. I don't got that much to say about it. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Who did the wheel land on? Oh, wait, I haven't spun it. <laughs> That's why I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Spain, you fucker. Yeah, you dumbass. All right, it's your turn, Dead. What do you remember <laughs> about Allegiance? The tag team event, right? We're on eight. Yeah. Yeah, we're on one thing. Can somebody find the card for us? Uh, I, I, put, it's, I put the link to it under the, the draft. Um, oh, so there's storylines in here. Um. So, I believe this was the start of Supreme and Faceless having their uh, rivalry going on. Yeah, I remember I remember that distinctively. Uh, this is, as far as I know, when, when Zawa and Victory broke up, so I went that as a tag team. Uh, let's see. We got Milkman and Praise. That's when he became the little disciple gimmick going on. Yep. Uh... George got put in the hospital by max damage for a little while. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Thanks, thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> anytime. Ernie uh, made me watch it again. Yeah, I think this is around the run when the Shaq Roper kid was putting himself up against lesser talent, trying to, you know. No, no, hold on. Hold on, now I'm going to talk about my title match against a very, a very competitive person. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, Shane. Uh, I believe, so this is another Will segment that looks like it happened, is uh, when Corbin and Zach were going into OWA and kind of invading that a little bit. Yeah, this was definitely around that time, because uh, Corbin Besser had that backstage fight with George on the go-home show to lockdown, so he was we were definitely teaming up at this time. 
Huh. Oddly enough, the next week after, apparently, I was out and victory got to go. I don't know how the hell that one happened again, but, uh, sure. No idea. <laughs> hey, let's see. Anything else notable on this, uh, show here? Uh, not really, it looks like. No, uh, title matches. Yeah. Let's see if we got anything there was good one, in the next one. I'll get to it, but there was one title match on Tuesday that went fucking crazy. I still watch it this day. You know what I believe? I, I think this actually ended up being a good match, if I remember correctly, is um, 8-18, match 5, Mordius and Shearman. I believe that was like a 30-minute match. That was unexpected. That's the one I'm thinking of. It might have been. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, God, yeah, match 8. We had the um, number one contender Royal Rumble going on there. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That became Dear a that, that became a Tuesday staple after that, where it's like, all right, if I don't have a number one contender, I'm just gonna fucking throw people in and see who wins. Right. Yeah. That was we also had, strategy. One of our bonus matches, they actually turned into a tag team because it was a triple threat: uh, Ralador, Noah Supremo, and then they first Corbin Vesper in a triple threat. But the first two end up becoming a team. Yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, this was the one where the lights turned out for the damn main event in the Texas Death oh, Match, Oh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, my God. It, these damn faceless guys, I tell you, Shane. It's funny, because that was not the plan, and I just, I was like, all right, I'm going to roll with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not the plan at all, and that was, like, one of the one of my first imp uh, improvisations. I made that thankfully turned out for the best. It looks like this was uh, kind of the start of Stitch introducing uh, Griffin with Ted Z. I as believe far as I can so. tell. Yeah. I Although Griffin didn't uh, end up doing too much on the show, but he was around. I think he had like an okay record, but he just didn't really win much. Uh, let's see. Go home show. Uh, we got anything good here? Oh, God, another... Oh, dear God, the fucking tag team number one contender, Bauer. Yeah, that's when I was testing shit. I said, yeah. screw it. I think, I think that was the first time we did that one, which ironically became kind of a thing we ended up doing for, uh, getting number one contenders. All right. Oh, Hollywood, Hannah, and Yukina again. Oh, hell yeah, uh, the rivalry that never ended. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking Carmelo knocked him in Sierra Moon. Oh, dear God. <laughs> 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 the legendary rivalry right there. Hell yeah. And then, then Marin Jet, which I think was probably the takeaway from this whole show, I can imagine. Because I... Jesus, this this card is on. Unless Hollywood Hannah and Yukina tore down the house again, which maybe they did. I don't remember. Probably well. because I paired them up after the Texas Death Match. I'm like, all right, like well, let's see what these uh, chicks can do on their own. Yeah, they did great the first time. Uh, let's see. Again, all right, now we're up to allegiance here. Uh I don't remember what really happened in the opener. I know match two was that was like. A good forty-man match or something, and I think uh, the Hearts end up losing, didn't they, against Jackson? 
Uh, no, I believe they actually won. Oh, okay, but it took them 40 minutes, so that was, like, the yeah. takeaway there. Yeah, it, it took them a long-ass time. Sorry. Yeah, I just rewatched some of this back, and yeah, they, that took, like, a really long match, and they just couldn't put her away for, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, like, they were trying their damnedest. Uh, let's see, match three, Jet Hunter and Tony the same. I think this was... Um, if I remember correctly, Jet Hunter's first run with the mid card, I think he did end up winning. Yeah. Up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. He, he won when, Zach, you were trying to log into Twitch or something, and so you missed the pin. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Because I, I think my uh, house had a blackout or something like that. It was she. Match five. Oh, Suki and Carmelo when that rivalry was going on. That was the fucking craziest match ever. Man, I still watch that to this day. In match six, this motionless bum didn't do nothing <laughs> now, hold against on. Zach. <laughs> hold on, I can't wait to talk about how we beat him. Co-main event for one night only. The couple will reunite. It doesn't yep. even say who the fuck is in that, so good job. I'll, oh, but no, I'll talk about who it was. Because I've got a lot to say about that. And then the main event was Supreme and Faceless, and I want to say Supreme won that. Yeah, it was the uh, it was the second War Games kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because like, I think first one was with the females when they were doing their thing. Because spoilers for the next episode, but yeah, Faceless kind of lost two of their biggest rivalries. And they kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, they they. The original pitch was for them to kind of be the Dark Order a little bit, but then they, like, started, like, losing. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, once they got a main guy with some direction, they started doing better, though. Yeah, once we introduced El Picanto. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, wait a minute, Shane. He, he's your world champ. He was our last world champ, in fact. That Boo. is true. Boo. All right. So, anything else you want to add, Dead? Any, like, any idea how you came up with the Allegiance thing? Or was it just something where you're like, fuck it, this works? Our product sucks. That's all I know, Sean. I want to say everything that's really on the limb. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, GM, I'm not the fucking GM of these shows. You are, <laughs> you are real, you're going for that Dave Meltzer, huh? but worst, worst manager of fucking year. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Hey, all the names were just on a whim to come up with a theme. Because I don't, I think we have very rarely a show without a theme. I think it's only Final Fight and newbie gangs that don't have some central what theme are, to them. Yeah. What, what are we, the WWE? Alright, well, George, uh, what uh, exactly do you remember about the build up to Allegiance? Uh, I remember Max Chapman's put me in the hospital. I remember that. Fucking dead. Yeah, that shit was fucking... Dead. Oh, you're just copying off of me, huh? Yeah, that's what I remember, because, I mean, I was vaguely here. What's going on? I mean, I mean, you mean... Yeah, that's true. So, let me ask you this, so that I know when All to right, bring buddy. you back. Uh, when did you start to, like, seriously uh, roleplay on Tuesday? Uh, when we did the whole lockdown match. The, uh, wait, so, I was the month before this, I believe. Yeah. Oh, the, the triple threat steel cage match that we talked about last That's episode. That's the history of this company, bro. Right. 
but I mean, no, I guess mean? I guess later, when did you like really start to like dedicate to like role playing and? Oh, you know, when we uh, when I created the gimmick of Hannah Rose. Oh, okay. So when we get, <laughs> when we get to that, I'll bring you back on then. Oh boy. That's a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I remember the Coven reuniting. I kind of do, and I kind of don't. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I think you were actually in the Coven match. Yeah. If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, so. yeah, it was. I came back, remember, because I was in the hospital. I remember that. Yeah, because I wanted that to kind of. So, I was debating whether who for the members of the Coven I was going to have in the match, and I ended up going with the kind of OG There was like lineup. 45 members, bro. Yeah, so I ended up just deciding, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with the OG lineup, the one that everyone kind of kind of knows or whatever. And Because at this point, I'll, like, this was, the big story was the split between me and Emo and seeing if they were going to kind of reunite. Like, that was the big kind of, like, tease, where it's like, are they going to get along, or are they going to, like, just fucking stab each other in the back in this match? Was that where you turned on him? Yeah, so I turned yeah. on him, uh... During the lead up to lockdown, that's yeah, when I turned I on that. him, and I and I discussed that uh, I would have done things differently, and we might actually do this in the future. But uh, the other idea, or the idea I would have done differently, is I would have had emo turn on me because no one would have saw that coming, and it would have led to like a coven civil war, pretty much. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Coven stuff is always the most, like, in-depth stuff that we get, and it's it's really entertaining. And it's funny because, uh, I'll discuss this now, but, like, when the Coven first showed up and, uh, World's Crappiest Company, like, we, we kind of lost our, like, uh, debut match, but, like, it was my, pretty much my shit-talking and George kind of, like, doing his thing that, like, really <laughs> got us over. <laughs> and, uh... Kato hated us. Yeah, so Kano, dis- Kano despising us got the ball rolling for everyone else to hate us, and that's when we really got noticed. Because uh, Carmella won the women's title, and then I won the main title twice. And then I started recruiting uh, Emo Boy and stuff, and that's when when Emo Boy came in. That's when everyone fucking took notice of the Coven, where it's like, alright, fuck these guys. So I re- yeah, I remember that. It's funny how we kind of slipped under the radar a little bit until I made it where it's like, no, you're gonna fucking watch us. So yeah, uh, I guess anything else you remember, or I guess we'll I guess we'll save you for when we when we get to Hannah Rose. I remember so much like nuggets of stuff. Remember that? I don't know. I remember. I mean, a lot of nuggets, a lot of funny stuff tapped in the server and people and. All Zach's funny gimmicks he had. Oh yeah. All Zach's funny little nuggets of information we have. There's more deep deep cuts. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this is the podcast to do the deep cuts because this is kind of like a peek behind yeah. the curtain. So if you want to share any deep cuts, uh, you're more than welcome to. When did I have the match with Mar? Did I have a, did I have a match with Mar? It was like two out of three falls or some shit. Or is my thing? Am I thinking? Uh, wrong? you challenged uh. Oh, I challenged uh, Jay Bomber, huh? Yeah, I believe it was Jay Bomber. Let me look. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, then I had the whole. Then I, then I had the whole feud with Skip Leg Day. <laughs> oh yeah, that shit was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I killed him with a sledgehammer in one shot. 
Hey, right. we are not at that point yet where we can win. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, like, I him back. I it's good him back. to, like, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it now, and we'll just, like, lead back to it whenever we and get I, to it. And I, and, I, and I brought him back as my tag team partner. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Any yeah, other? Bro. All right. That's yeah. it. Go ahead, bro. All right. Well, it's time to get Monday's perspective on everything leading up to Allegiance and the show. Because this was this was technically the first time that both Monday and Tuesday had their own shows. So we pretty much had the mindset where it's like, all right, we're going to fucking show you why our shows made it. Like, this was pretty much our time to shine. At least in uh, my, my time. My time. All right, we're going to have a show, boy. My world, my world. No. So, uh, show you that. You there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Can you? Got you. Joking. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to pull up the stuff. I lost my spot. Yeah, I, no, I, I posted I've had, the cards in the chat. Yeah, I've had to do that about like three times at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to build up the build up. I'm trying to see like what happened. Because we just finished off a of lockdown, and then, you know, both shows had, uh, you know, Thursdays and Friday had disbanded. So, you know, we had to draft. So, you know, we had took, uh, we had to hit, you know, we made our first pick, but to the public, we had hit it. And it was uh, the Rent Bros. It was, uh, you know, Matt Michaels and Ian Sezanoff. And, you know, Matt, you know, he ended up being a deathmatch champion, but it was really Ian Sezanoff that was the big get. Because Thursday never... They didn't want to use him, so it was like, All right, we got we got the future main event dude who was just huge. And in that same draft, we had KYO, you know, leader to ABM, you know, a man that was probably one of our best like storytellers. You could say like he had an in depth story with what we had planned for him. And then you know we had the odd couple, and then you know this was a draft that we had decided to build the stage, which was possibly you know our best faction, our best tag team that we had because the first member of the siege we had got was like in this draft was TJ Adams. I remember uh, Noah saying, you went with TJ Adams of all people? <laughs> yeah, because he was a jobber on my show. But when he came to Massacre with Nick Royal, like those two were just a legendary tag team. And then from there on, we, you know, we just built on, you know, some key members, you know, we got aimed for armbar back, you know, it took them a few. It took them like another year later to finally like make the staple massacre. But we'll talk about that, you know, in most about uh, probably a dozen, like twelve podcasts from now episodes. But yeah, so right after lockdown, we had you know our first super show at the beginning of the month, which was lost in Japan. We had a, uh, you know, we were introducing the crown jewel championship, which was uh, like our intercontinental championship. You know, prestigious and all that. And it was supposed to be Bullet and Cards Rowdy, both winners of, you know, Block A and Block B. And Brian Street sued his way into the match. And when it comes to, you know, Lost of Japan, that match is probably one of the best matches we've ever had. Because I remember Dead was saying we essentially just had, like, two single matches. Like, we had, like, the triple threat for 15 minutes. And it was just Bullet and Brian just duking it out for, like, another 20, 25 minutes. And that match was just great. Bullet ended up winning, becoming the first ever. And then, you know, we mentioned last podcast uh, how we made a, you know, a trade 
And the person that we ended up getting was Aaron Powers. She opened and uh, she opened Vanessa's like open challenge and all that. And those who had a match off, you know, the promos and all that, you know, Vanessa trying to make her mark on massacre, you know, the arrogance and all that versus Aaron Powers, who's an established woman from, you know, OWA and all that. And then the big rivalry, like just carrying on through this month and lost in Japan was Kinji Ibuchi and Tejano X, you know, and that steel cage match. It was just one of the best matches, like just storytelling main event wise. We had that, you know, some people might say Kinji carried Tejano, you know, performance wise, you know, through the matches through that feud. But, you know, that for us was one of our first major storylines that for me, it was just fun, just creating and all that. Then we had Lone Star Stable taking their belt back from the Royal Flush, you know, in their short reign. And then, uh, you know, Yao Kwan losing to Shinsuke Gawa and, you know, their triple threat with Sun Piang in it, too. And then the Siege made their debut at Lost of Japan, you know, promo-wise, I, after Tejano had beat Kenji in the steel cage, uh, the Siege just attacked Tejano, all four of them just met a ring, just super kicked them all at once. They were making that promo, and they're like, we're here to stay, and, you know, they made their mark. And then we just started going on through... You know, the weeks and all that, you know, Kenji wanting his one last match against Tejano and uh, super kicking Meredith Lee Fox, you know, in her office, which a few weeks later, Kenji lost that match and was like, all right, you can't, you know, go go for the title anymore while Tejano is still here. So we just, you know, that was one of the storylines that we had that was ending off. And then we had Brian Street versus management still growing. Uh, Brian Street was actually arrested in this period because he blew up alexander king's car that was just one of those things that it was just so fun to like role play as it's just like man how many times can you just say someone blew up a car and then we just you know kept slowly building our new stars you know we had mike yeah just slowly he you know has said probably the best free agent acquisition that we had on massacre the odd couple trying to integrate them in build them up you know, we've always had ideas for the odd couple, and we always wanted them to end up being a tag team champion because, you know, we had Noah. Noah wanted plans to, you know, we wanted those promos and all that. It's just they never end up getting there, but they still played a huge part in Massacre. And then let me just pull up the pay-per-view card. I'm trying to get to it now. Da, da, da. All right, here we go. We had Erebus, Davy, you know, Jameson, Erebus ended up winning. And then, you know, we just had some little building matches. We had the, we had odd couple when Scary and KYO. That, no, it was right when you said that early. That was one of the best matches we had on the card because we had Scary and KYO reuniting, you know, from top, uh, not top tier, but from takeout. And then Pure Award, Noah, uh, Noah Thomas, Pure Award Jr. versus Coke Brothers. You know, Pure Award Jr. and Noah Thomas, those two weren't supposed to be like a great tag team. They're two single stars and they just made a mark. It's just, you know, once uh, Greg Ward left, you know, Piro ended up leaving and all that. So it's just like, damn, we really lost on a good tag team, but they were great for what we had at the time. Then we had Shinsuke Gawa Brong. And then our main event was Brian Street and Kinji Iribuchi versus Ian Seznoff and Mike Rivers. That, that, you know, you see those names is like, damn, that's just, Big time talent right there, but yeah, that's really it for our build. All right, and uh, what about the actual show itself? 
the uh, the pay-per-view, or oh, I'm sorry, the premium live experience. Oh, oh God. God. How much did you pay for it, Sean? You still had the... I'm like, uh, worst company or crappiest wrestling company ever. Uh, we didn't charge yeah. anything for these shows. Yeah, we should have. I'm just looking oh, at... Wait a minute, Sean. How did Peacock come into this? Oh, yeah, he's, he's right. He's right. Yeah, he's right there. Well, when when Zach was running things, they uh they weren't being charged. Yeah, no wonder why Peacock had come into the picture. We're fucking making a dime. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 Mr. Scrooge. But, oh hell yeah! It's just <laughs> a lot of tag team matches. It was just you know. People know how Massacre was when it came to pay-per-views at the time. We tried to split half and half of the Super Shows, you know, get more eyes. That was the marketing strategy, but... That just was something some- that was... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that was something that was very criticized very heavily toward, I guess, the uh, back end of GRC. Like, around this time, people didn't mind it that much, but I feel like people were more critical of it as it went on. Yeah, sure. well... Do you have a, a response to that, or I guess your take on that, or do you want to save that for another time? Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, it's kind of like once we started, you know, at the time we were all competing, it's just like, all right, we get more eyes on the talent, we get more storylines going, kind of like split half and half, kind of like load up the shows to where it's not like people are losing their spot on the card. And it's just like once you get through year one with that, it's just like, okay, like we kind of mess it up. It's just like just became something annual with us. But as we got towards the end, it was like, you know, Sharp and I, we were just like making out, all right, we'll have our big four super shows and all that. Maybe add in a fifth one if it's like for a special, you know, occasion or something. But it was like, all right, we got the pay-per-views now. If you like saw how we were booking, it was like Kingdom of Aces. That's a big one for us. Purgatory, Full House, you know. And it's just always like the anniversary show kind of. It's just like you got to have something to symbolize like, oh, it's a new year for Massacre and all that. But. It was like Kingdom of Aces, that was a big one. Those like either way, like if we were still going on, it's like we just had those four and then we had the pay per views. So it was just so, like making everything special. So, Weeding out the super that didn't matter. So I guess it's pretty much like AEW where they had their like special shows since they only have like a couple of pay per views where it's like, you know, winners coming, fight for the fallen, uh fight yeah. for the best and shit like that. Yeah, what's, one of those- what's what's AEW? Hmm. But it's just one of those, like, we were just weeding out. It was like, okay, we didn't need this. It's like, once you get through a year and a half, it's like, okay, these are the big ones, like Kingdom of Asia. We have 12 pay-per-views here. We don't need super shows. <laughs> hey, but we ended up weeding them out and all that. But as I said, at first, it was just like, all right, it was just a marketing strategy for us. It was like, it was what was working. It was kind of like one of those just don't break, like, don't mess with what's working. Which, I mean, as a business graduate, I can't blame you for that. If it was something that set you apart and it was like a good business kind of strategy, then fuck it. Why wouldn't you do it? Well, yeah, you just see see a special title and you see some, you know, championship matches. And it's just like, oh, okay, that's just like your eyes on the product. Because it's just like, you know, it's like NXT yesterday, random women's, you know, match and all that, quote unquote. Like, there's a bigger story behind that, but it's just like, you know, if we're going to have a championship match, have it on a show. It's like, okay, there's some build to it. It's just like what we had planned. 
But when it comes like the bill with allegiance, uh, as I said, lost in Japan, I kind of want to have like an annual show. It's like lost in Mexico, lost in England, like something like that. Just, you know, just promo wise, it's like, oh, we in a different country now. It's just let people be creative. But yeah, that was just pretty much it. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add or? Oh, well, I don't even remember that match. What dead post. I don't Was that on the card? I mean, it, it was in that month. There are two different matches where it had that person. That's such a, that's <laughs> such a fucking cursed tag team right there. It's funny uh-huh. because uh, one of the members was someone that Zach ended up firing because of the whole like uh, Lana thing. Was it really during? I think that was next year. That tag no. team was dare I say it was actually decent <laughs> with Violet Jet and Shout yeah, they're decent on your shows. So, uh Dar was Dar and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not. We don't we don't speak of that. We erase that from history. Good thing they weren't a champion. We you know. Uh huh. We just good thing they they just uh, you know copied uh, Goldust gimmick in WCW and went really further at looking into those kids' mirrors. <laughs> That's it for Massacre. Sharp here. He's the historian. So maybe next podcast we will both have Massacre representatives. Because- I don't think I did us justice with like the wins and losses of like every damn match we had, like the random ones, like nah. Well, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember half of it either. Did kinda has to remind me once in a while, but I like Sharp is cool as like the historian person, but I like this kind of more relaxed, like kinda you know, off the top of your head kind of approach, because I was very much like that on the first episode. Yeah, because I'm like I remember the bills, I remember the storylines, like I was you know, sharp booked. I put the pieces together, like the factions, the tag okay. teams, and that was like our dynamic. Like as Noah was saying earlier, it's like he didn't have the best knowledge. You know, that was just kind of like me. I had sharp to lean into that. Like you know, it was like okay, I work more behind the scenes when it comes to all that shipping. You know, on the show, but it's just like I right, put these people together. Like as I said, the draft. I we create the siege with that. I was like, all right, just put these pieces together. Yeah. So that was something I was going to ask both of you, um, because I'm here and I can, uh, so like as we were going through the supplemental draft, were there things that you were looking for? Um, how much did you watch the other product to figure out who you wanted? Or was it just like, I can use this, I can use this guy too. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I was looking at old DMs, like, I don't know why. I think I just remember seeing picture like with TJ Adams and Nick. Where I'm like, those two got a vibe. It's like they fit with what we want. Because Alan Riggs, uh, actually, fun thing with the siege. Uh, there was one dude that I wanted badly, but top tier TJ got to him before me. So I had to uh, make a backup plan, which I think that ended up being bad. Oh, I, I know. It was uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. I wanted him. I'm like, all right, this dude, I think we, Logan ended up being the back because it was actually going to be Alan the leader, and then it was Jackson, and it was going to be Royal and Adam. And so it's like, through my mind, it's like, okay, that's the crew. And then Dad told me, uh, Zach signed Chris Jackson. I'm like, damn it. And I'm like, all right. 
So when it came to picking, like, aim for armbar, it was like, all right, we'll get them back. You know, we traded them. To come back home, as Sharp would say, bolster the Asian Heritage, you know, you know division, you know, Monday Night New Japan. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember Mika Payne. I forgot which show she was on. She wasn't on mine. She was on the Thursday. Thursday, we just chose. It was like, okay, that's the name we remember from company that shall not be named. And then, uh, you know, Cassandra Blair, Sky Hendrix, you know, had taught. They were Texans, essentially. So it was like, all right, more Texans. It was just just trying to get people to vibe. It's like, all right. Texas. <laughs> it was like the Rent Bros, Ian Sesnoff. We knew, like, that was someone who was like, all right, that's going to be a big player. AYO is the cre- reason why we have the Asian Heritage Division, because Sharp wanted him, and they decided to pick him, like, with the top two pick. So it was like, all right, we get him. The odd couple was like, all right, we got we got Noah. He's going to be active. He's going to cut promos. That's what we want. And as Sharp would say, that's eyes on the product. And that's something that you know, I tried to get the odd couple. Going. I know we're going to talk about, you know, in a few episodes, you know, they, they split up, which, you know, for Javon, yeah, it didn't really matter. He was still going to be him. But for Noah Underhill, Dad knows how much I tried and the man yeah. was great. And we yeah. just be like, I feel so bad for Noah. And it's just like one of those we try to make it happen. But yeah, yeah crap. <laughs> just do know TJ Adams was one of the biggest parts of Massacre in its history. Coming coming over from Friday and pick you were like why TJ and it was just like I don't it was just something it was like I think we got something special here certainly worked out for you yeah so I'm gonna be honest with my approach half of the time I don't know what I'm doing I often ask Dad for advice because I felt like at the time he knew me pretty well and he knew kind of what I was going for with the show. So he would kind of give me suggestions to be like, all right, you need to work on this aspect of your show. You might want to get these people. Uh, I think he might have suggested Supreme, which was like probably one of our biggest gets. Uh, So he said like, hey, you might want to like elevate your tag team division. Plus you could like do a program for like some factions with them. So grab them. I'm like, all right, okay. Uh, The two big names I... Uh, I guess the three big names I really got as far as like singles were, as we mentioned, Chris Jackson. Uh, he was the guy that kind of reminded me of Seth Rollins a little bit. So I'm like, all right, this guy's pretty cool. Uh, he'll kind of elevate the cruiserweight division. Uh, Travista was another guy that was really cool. And then I think Kenny Bowers was another guy I ended up, uh, drafting off the top of my head. That was like a singles person. Uh, yeah, hold on, let me scroll through and just see who, oh wait, hold on, I have that on my browser, never mind, I can look at that. So, we got Faceless with the father, uh, we got Dream City Bandits, which I don't remember what happened to them. Do you remember Dead? Dream City Bandits was, um, the other parts of the DX group. Oh, okay, yeah, the the women's Degeneration X that featured with Hell's Harlots, okay. I got you. Uh, McKinney Bowers, which who ended up being the first ever uh, Top Tier Tuesday Hall of Famer. Uh, I believe, right? Was he the guy that retired, or was it someone else? What happened? 
uh, Kenny Bowers, was he the one that retired? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he, he retired. Yeah, he was the first uh, ballot Hall of Famer for Top Tier Tuesday. Because uh, I believe he ended up retiring around the Proving Grounds tournament, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that, yeah, it was coming up on there. So I was like, all right, you know, for his last match, we'll just make it like a Proving Grounds thing. Because he was like, uh, he was like an MMA striker kind of guy, so it made sense to me. I'm like, all right. I just I pretty much told him like, hey, uh, I'm just gonna have you retire after the proving grounds. I know you're kind of done with OWA and stuff like that, but I kind of want you to finish this up before you end up leaving. He's like, all right, that's cool. So, uh, Jackson victory. I also got oh oh yeah. When I got him, we ended up pairing him with fucking Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, now there's a team right there. The charismatic uh, enigma shine. We seen wall time. We also got Dark Clown with Mrs. Clown. Uh, that was another fucking meme one. Uh, Mario Luigi Labrassi. I don't remember doing a whole lot with him. I think that was just. Like I think he was just. With, he was with the Italian Stallions. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. All with them. Yes. Yeah, so like were... Adagio betrayed them after like a week or two. Yeah, they were pretty much the prototype to. They were the catalyst to get Adagio Rossi over because of who we modeled him after. And I'm like, I'm gonna make this guy like a fucking goof and just make him the star. Uh, it's funny because my original idea for him was way different than what he ended up being. So I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the forest. I don't remember who they were. Were they something uh, about jungle man? I think that was Kid Tarzan and the oh, other. Oh yeah, because like I yeah, got jungle back. Yeah, Kid Tarzan. I got because uh, very famously in World's Crappiest Company, he was my first loss, but didn't capitalize off of that. So I'm like, all right, let's see what he can actually do with Zach running the show. And yeah, he's he's a guy where he just he didn't do a whole lot, and I'm like, all right, well. I, I think he ended up, they ended up getting the cutting room floor at some point, where it's like, if you're not going to do much, I'm not going to use you. Uh, yeah, I think they ended up in Monday at some point. Yeah, Supreme, like I mentioned, was a big get, so I immediately capitalized on them, because I think Vent messaged me first, asking me how I was going to book them, and I'm like, honestly, like I'm going to try to book you guys strong, but whatever Fire Pro does is out of my hands, and I'll just try to roll with it. As long as you guys pitch me ideas and stuff, I'm always open to suggestions. And they're like, okay, we trust you. It's like, I'm like, whew, thank God. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, Trevisto was another one that I got where he was like kind of a strong style kind of guy. So him and uh, Kenny Bowers ended up feuding, feuding a lot. Uh, And then, yeah, that was like my final draft pick according to the sheet. So, yeah, that was my kind of so whenever it came to drafts and cutting room stuff, the the cutting floor, I don't know if I end up doing it around this time, but it was something where we literally just threw the people I wasn't using into like a, a rumble. And whoever won got to stay and the losers got like eliminated pretty much. And we would just go through it that way to kind of clean it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, so... I guess since show ended up going, it's my turn to uh, kind of talk about the road to GRC Allegiance. Or to WrestleMania, Shane. 
I'm I'm gonna be honest. Uh I find it really interesting that I somehow managed to top storyline wise the fucking uh, GM bounce bounce house kind of storyline. The oh, fact that I am, the fact that I amplified the storylines because this was 2020. So the my job the theater like I just got back, so I was thinking of all this shit while I was on the floor sanitizing and shit and just thinking like, all right, what kind of goofy shit can I do? It also, I was also checking like wrestling news and shit. So when the Vince McMahon start, stuff started, I just immediately capitalized on it because I was like the scummy piece of shit GM. So it made sense. Uh, Wasn't this I, um, a goth in his harem time? Yeah, this is pretty much like us finalizing the idea of it. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Where, uh, where Zach openly admitted that he had a polyamorous relationship with uh, the harem, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, hold on i gotta i gotta find the spot i was in sorry i had it i had it just okay here we go so immediately so this is like probably the craziest lead up and just uh with me reiterating that but uh george just immediately went out of the gate and challenged uh, Jet Hunter to a two out of three falls match, and I believe that Jet Hunter won that, if I remember correctly. It's uh, really. Yeah. So after that, Lash gave her thoughts on Babe Ruthless challenging Hell's Harlots to the War Games match for the title, pretty much saying that like she commended her bravery, but she was stupid for that. And I'm gonna be some sense into you tonight. So it's like. I kind of associated them with each other, and I made them friends. So it's like, all right, they're kind of like, they're kind of like the prototype to the Blackpool Combat Club, if I can make a good comparison. So that's kind of what they were doing. Uh, then Zach came out, and I gotta read this fucking promo because this is the one thing I've always been known for, character-wise, is my fucking promos. So this was like my fucking heel, uh, one of the gold eat shit eating kind of promo. So I started off with, "What's wrong, Jersey fans? Are you upset because your hero Mara Rivers let you down at Jersey Lockdown? I proved to the whole world that Mars Runners champion was nothing more than a fantasy. I'll admit he held the title longer than I thought he would, but not only did I beat him at Lockdown, I single-handedly retired him." So I I definitely leaned into the fact that like I kind of let Mark go because I knew that he was more focused on Mike Rivers and I was like all right like like because at this point I was very much like if you don't come to me with like ideas then I'm not gonna really use you and uh Mar was kind of radio silent when it came to Tuesday and he was more focused on Mike so it's like all right I'm gonna just retire him and just use his heel heat because fuck it why not uh. Then I continued, and now that he's out of the way, all you fans finally have a real champion on Top Tier Tuesday. One you can be proud of. One you can look up to. And uh, this was when Marco Da Vinci uh, interrupted me, because this was a me... So it's funny that Zach rebounded hard after his worst night ever. <laughs> Zach fucking loses the handicap match, then loses to Marco Da Vinci, only to win the fucking belt at the pay-per-view. So I was like, all right, since Marco Da Vinci beat him, Zach's pretty much going to uh, try to exact vengeance on him. And I think he ended up winning that match. So 
the match card was Stitch and Mortius versus Shooter Man and Prince Shoe for the first uh, night after the peer view, which I think that went pretty hard. That went pretty crazy. Yeah, hold on. I'm trying to. It sure went hard, bro. Let's see. Uh, actually, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see if there's any matches that led up to anything storyline wise, because I don't want to do a fucking rundown again. Like I, I mean, I kind of already did the rundown. Yeah. Yeah, true. So I'm gonna just look and see if there's anything entertaining because I want to. I want to highlight the real scuffed up shit that I did. Well, you can talk about the praise story and where that went. So we got oh Tony yeah, Tony the disciple. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. So yeah, so I talked about doing the chopping block. Uh, we already talked about the draft picks. Uh, okay, so this was pretty much when I put my foot down, where it's like, all right, if you guys aren't gonna fucking tell me anything, I'm not going to book you. So, I wrote, as the general manager of Talk to Tuesday, I often get requests for matches that I either approve or deny. Uh, oh, here we go. A, a request I received this week fascinated me. Former mid-card champion Praise, who is incarcerated in a penitent uh, penitentiary, requested a match against our current mid-card champion, Tony the Milkman. Okay, so this was the build-up to The Disciple. So, Perfect timing that I got to this. Uh, I expected him to want a title match. However, that was not the case. Praise wants a match against Tony to, quote, show him the light, as he put it. Praise's only stipulation in the match is if Tony loses, he becomes a disciple to Praise and acts on his behalf. This would be a very interesting, this would be very interesting to watch on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, my idea for this, because I told Dead, I'm like, if, Praise wins, cool, if not, whatever, but this was right around the whole Monday Night Messiah gimmick with Seth Rollins, and uh, since Praise is already painted out to be a villain, I'm like, it'd be so fucked up. Like, he already killed Tony's brother. It'd be so fucked up if he beat him in a match and made him, like, follow his every orders, and that's what ended up happening. So, my booking is, like, what would be the most fucked up thing possible and I'm like if that happens that'll be fucking amazing and most of the time that's exactly what happened uh oh so uh this so this was like my first title defense because this was right after I finished Interstellar uh I believe for my it might have been for my film appreciation class at this point because I remember I was we ended up watching a lot of movies for our homework and shit like that uh, but Zach opened the show defending his title against Iron Manzi. Uh, yeah, that local young indie talent, right? Which it's funny because what I did with Manzi was so funny because you told me how much of a goof he was, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give him like the silliest fucking storylines. His feud with Ferguson was hands down one of the most entertaining fucking rivalries ever. Uh, Didn't yeah. he also go for the cruiserweight title at one point? Yeah, at one point he tried to. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony the Milkman versus Personal Jesus Prey. So yeah, I really leaned into that that whole thing because I gave him that theme, and I wanted to really lean into like you know the kind of like fake prophet thing that I was trying to portray him as. Uh, so that was when Tony lost, and he became. Uh, Tony the Disciple, so I gave him Murphy's theme. 
and we gave him like a whole new kind of look or whatever. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, this. So this is when it happened. So Hollywood Hannah, uh, versus. Like, I don't remember how to say this person's name. I ended up calling her Casserole. And that's what Carmela <laughs> ended up referring to her because I just couldn't do it. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Carmela would say something like this. Uh, I forgot who won between Yukina and Scully Love, but they were in a triple threat match. And this was a number one contender match to face Carmela. And I believe Casserole ended up winning. And this was when we got one of the Small. most legendary fucking moments ever when it comes to Hell's Harlots. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So that's when I talk about I open the show. Uh, so yeah, let's see. So this promo was pretty much uh, Carmela saying that Casserole hadn't earned shit and that she was gonna have her <laughs> face Hell's Harlots in a fucking gauntlet match. And if she somehow made it, she'd be the number one contender, but if she didn't. Then uh, we'd figure something else out. And this was when I announced the PRV theme because something that differentiated Tuesday from Monday was the fact that Tuesday had PRV themes. Because as I mentioned in episode two, uh, or I think I might have mentioned it in the first one, it's something where I want to hear music that's going to really fire you up to watch the show. So... Uh, this one was Voices by Motionless and White, because I'd already done Bring Me the Horizon twice, and I'm like, alright, let me get Motionless and White in here, and I felt like Voices worked pretty well at that point. Uh, let's see. Was there any... Oh, okay, so here we go. So I was doing a storyline where Zack was going to train Scully Love, because I believe she hit a Switchblade in one match. And... That just didn't go anywhere because she she was not as good as I hoped she would be as far as like wins and losses goes. And I'm like, all right, well, it's funny because Scully Love ended up paving the way for someone else to come pretty, pretty, pretty soon or uh, way later. So Scully Love was the Scully Love walked so that uh, that someone else could run. Uh, and then here we go. The, uh, gauntlet match with, so I believe, was it, uh, was it Strawberry Suki or was it Carmella that started the match with, uh, Casserole Dead? Do you remember? I thought it was, uh, Carmella, but... Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, that's, that's what the, there's a promo in here and Carmella's challenging. Right. So, she beats... Carmella. Now, does Starby Suki come out, or was this like the legendary moment? I don't. You're supposed to remember. Okay, I I don't remember shit, bro. There's there's certain things I remember, but not all of them. Uh, bottom line is, Chastity ended up beating Casserole in two minutes. And 43 seconds, and that's when I made a, a t-shirt logo for that. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. 
Oh, here we go. After talks with Top Tier Tuesday and the force went nowhere as far as a debut and an engaging program, both parties have mutually decided to end contract between the two parties. So yeah, I pretty much couldn't find anything for them to do. I couldn't really come up with a theme. And I was like, all right, fuck this. Like, I can't. I can't do this. Uh, Let's see. So after Casserole shat or her dreams got shattered, Carmella pretty much made a promo where uh Strawberry Suki and Hollywood Hannah were both like the uh top women in the division as far as like win and losses goes. So they fought each other to see who was gonna be the number one contender and Strawberry Suki surprisingly won. Like I did not expect that. I was expecting uh Hollywood Hannah and Carmella because Hollywood Hannah was on a undefeated streak until like I think so, I forgot who beat her first, but someone beat her first, and then, like, uh, Stormy Suki capitalized and beat her. And, uh, <laughs> that's... Yeah. Let's see. Uh... What happened on this show? Uh, the number one contender, of course, because that's how I fucking do number one contenders, because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. The so this was a Texas death match that had a bunch of controversy that was not intended, but I definitely capitalized on it between Prince Shu and Zach because Zach at this point was like, I'm the fucking man. I'm going to like face the one man I've never beaten. And that's Prince Shu and my match. So uh, mm -hmm. that's how I got Prince Shu versus Zach Roper in a Texas death match. And uh, what happened was the game froze, I believe, uh, let's see, uh, it was, what was the score? It was, uh, oh, Zach had a 3-0 lead, and the game froze, so we were like, alright, fuck it, Zach wins because we're not restarting this shit. Uh, so I ended up cutting a promo where Carmella, so the lights went out as the... Uh, countdown was happening, and then Carmella came out and pretty much said, because Zach had like a 3 0 lead, he wins. And I did the Seth Rollins gif where he's like, uh, all like, uh, it was after I guess he got the DQ win against Dean and he kept the title, so he like made he made that like really funny reaction. And I like had Zach do that to make it look like he won the fucking Super Bowl because <laughs> Zach was that fucking petty. <laughs> uh, so I believe, all right, so, let's see. Oh, this Carmella fucking tweet was so funny. Because this is when I was still doing the whole tweet gen thing. Uh, Carmella said, Hollywood Hannah harassed me in my office after she lost the number one contender match against Sarbe Suki. That's not my fault. I gave you an opportunity and you blew it. How about you give your A-list parents a call so they can teach you how to win matches again? <laughs> That was so... Oh, uh, that was so fucked. So, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, so that was when I put my foot down and say, if you're not going to cut promos or you're not going to talk to me, I'm not going to book you. Because uh, I was I was juggling school and work at the same time, and I just was not about that. I'm like, if you guys aren't going to, like, give me ideas or advocate for yourself, then I'm not going to fucking book you. Uh... 
let's see, Carmilla Noctum had the If She's Got a Pulse and Then She's Not My Type shirt that we ended up putting in the game. Uh. Oh, so this was right around the time when we were going to start introducing the Deathmatch title, because that was like the only title we were missing at the time. Yeah. Uh, so we were, we were starting the Deathmatch King Tournament. So that's when George got fucking killed. Was during that tournament. Uh, yeah, so the bracket Ew. was Max Damage versus Lash, uh, Chad Carter versus Dirty Dishes, The Woman Named Sting versus Iron Manzi, and Bay Ruthless versus o- uh, Omega, which I don't remember who that was, but the people who had a bye week were Sid Barrett, George, Dark Clown, and Corbin Vesper, so they were kind of waiting for the winners of those. Uh, Let's see here. <laughs> Let me just dispel some rumors surrounding Mar Rivers' return to Top Tier Tuesday. No, he is not getting. Uh, no, he is not getting automatic rematch clause. If he had paid more attention to the contract he signed, he'd clearly uh, see stated in Article Thirteen, Subsection B, that quote, any competitors who wins a championship on Top Tier Tuesday lose the title and are absent from the company for a significant amount of time will have their automatic clause. Uh, rematch clause revoked. For those who can't read a legal document, it pretty much says that because Mar left Top Tier Tuesday for more than two weeks after losing the Top Tier Heavyweight title, his unmatched rematch clause has been revoked. (laughs) Meaning he's gotta go back to the line and earn it again. It's nothing personal, Mar. I'm just doing what's best for my business. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So I was doing a lot of promos at this time. So the Go Home Show uh, featured a lot of the Deathmatch tournaments. Uh, also, we had a Tag Team Number One Contender Battle Royal. Uh, Hollywood Hannah faced Yukina again because uh, after the, the uh, Texas Deathmatch, I'm like, I've got to put them together and see uh, how, they, how they do. So, yeah. So I believe, I don't remember how this came about, but uh, I started the whole Faceless and Supreme rivalry because that was, uh, we were leaning into that. Because yeah, I, I had that going on my show, uh, so you probably picked it up from that. All right. Oh, and to answer, I, I think I forgot to answer this question of yours when you said whether or not we... Uh, we uh, watched your shows or whatever. I was of the mentality that I didn't want to watch anyone else's shows because I didn't want to be influenced by them. I wanted to do my own thing, so I kind of stuck to my own bubble a little bit until, until later in JRC where I was kind of watching Monday and kind of seeing what they were doing to kind of compare and contrast. But yeah, at the time, I was very much like, I don't want to see what they're doing. I want to focus on my shit on my end because I want to make the best stuff possible and I don't want to change my mind about anything. So, that's kind of my answer with that question. I was very much like a nothing else exists besides Top Tier Tuesday kind of mentality. Uh, which I, which people might call that arrogant, but it was something where I just, I didn't want to, like, change my style because I saw something that someone else was doing and be like, oh, that's cool. Like, maybe I should try that. I'm like, no, I want to, like, 
you know, do what I would want to do and not see someone else doing something and be like, maybe I should do that instead. So, oh, here we go. So right before the show, I ended up cutting a promo where I revealed that Faceless were the ones that fucked over the Texas Deathmatch. And this ended up leading to a character change that I wanted to test. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger and kind of do this. Because at this point, Zack and Emo were like at each other's throats. They hated each other. But I was like, all right. I want to kind of get the Coven back and kind of see how they would do in GRFC. So I'm like, all right, how exactly, realistically, could I get these two that hate each other to kind of join forces again? And uh, this was when, I believe, when did uh, when did Gen Extreme debut dead? Do you remember or no? It's probably, if you walk around it would show it, but I got no idea otherwise. Because I, I know that uh the Coven faced them, pretty much, because this was an idea that me and uh Mr. Fantastic had, where we talked about it, and I was like, you know, one of the biggest rivalries that wasn't capitalized that well in uh World's Crappiest Company was uh the Coven versus Gen Extreme, because that was, a, that was like a team rivalry that people had wanted, and it never happened. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to give the people what they want. Because it was something where I think you told me, or I might have remembered, where it's like, yeah, these two never face, so let's just fucking do that as like a special match. Uh, but yeah, so... The opening match was Powder Keg versus Stitch Mort, with uh, Stitch Mort obviously going over because they had a legendary reign. Uh, for those listening at home, I'm sorry if I, like, ramble. I can't help it. I go into a lot of detail about this shit. I remember George, like, messaged me after he listened to episode one. He's like, bro, you ramble. You should, like, do a show on your own. And I'm like, I don't need to. <laughs> I'm just really super fucking detail-oriented when I talk about I this shit. Because I don't want to, I don't want to forget about anything. I wonder more details if I did it in this thing, going through a little chat. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Jackson versus Lucy and Chassis in the handicap match where it took them, like, dead set 40 minutes to pretty much beat her. <laughs> and we often reference that every time there was handicap matches where it's like, all right, how long is it going to take to Pause. beat this person? Pause for what? Sorry to, cut, sorry to cut you off. Did it mean Zach have, like, a two-hour Texas death match at one point? Oh, God, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Right now, I don't know how. That shit, I was asleep after that. Who, who won? <laughs> Nobody won. I, I, think, I don't even remember. I, I think you did. I think we just said, fuck it, Georgia wins. That shit went that shit, that shit, that shit, two hours, dude. Nobody wanted to win. Right. We, 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 we fucking yeah, cut this that? shit off after that. We were like, alright, we're fucking suck. done. That's why I remember. <laughs> we could talk about that. This I just remember I had my own tag team. <laughs> I don't know. Alright. Uh... Alright. Jet Hunter versus Tony the Disciple, so for the mid-card title. Uh, can I ask you a question, Zach? Can I ask you yeah. a question here? Yeah, go ahead. What was the gimmick behind uh, Tony the Milkman? <laughs> so, that was one of the ideas I brought in. Yeah, um, that was a pre-established... <laughs> yeah, that was a pre-established character. I think oh, Noah can go more into detail about him Noah? than I can. Um, it, It's sort of... 
Uh, there was a couple of different inspirations for it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of just came out of like the idea of just an older guy, that um, veteran guy, and like what's more milk than like what's more like that than a milkman. I, I had a couple of different inspirations for it, but I just felt felt like this would be a good person to bring in in that mid card range. Um, yeah, so I felt like this already belonged. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I just I'm trying to remember who won between uh Jet Hunter won. Tony Mil- okay, Jet Hunter won. Okay, yeah, because I, I was about to pull up the uh pay review because I didn't remember off hand. Uh Dark Clown versus Sid Barrett in a Deathmatch King finals for the Deathmatch Championship. Does uh did Sid I think Sid Barrett won because he was the Sid Barrett won. Yeah, he was the inaugural Deathmatch champion. It's funny because he beat Iron Manzi in a match, and I fucking turned on him so fast. <laughs> I became Manzi's fucking number one fan after that match. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you, Sid Barrett. <laughs> uh it's it was so funny because it looked like I was trying to hype up Iron Manzi so bad, even though he like was like getting his ass kicked and he not, didn't have a chance, but I just at that point I was too dedicated. I was like, I gotta go full blown fucking mean gene and be like, yeah, see, obviously the strategy is that he's trying to tire him out. That way he can win, <laughs> you know, some bullshit <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he fucking won. It's like fuck mean, you, mean gene. fuck you. I don't recognize you as my champion. So I was looking for any way to fucking get the title off of him after that. I'll admit I was pretty petty about it, but it was something where I was just. And after that, I became Iron Manzi's number one fan, and that's when I started doing the uh, rivalry between him, him and Ferguson Gray. Uh, oh yeah, this match. So this is the match I said that I always go back and watch: Strawberry Suki versus Carmella Nocturne for the Femme Fatale title. This match was so fucking crazy that I ended up using snippets of it for the Top Tier Tuesday uh, intro when I started doing that. Uh, this is something weird. Yeah, Carmella was in her human attire, so this was, so I guess I'll, I can explain why I did this, but I wanted to kind of show people what Carmella looked like before she was a vampire, so every once in a while she like would revert back to that form, but the uh, in kayfabe she was weaker in that form, so she didn't do it too often, and I kind of modeled her off of Abby from NCIS. So, she had, like, dark hair, uh, she was kind of like a, like a, like, goth chick kind of thing, but, uh, once she, like, turned into a vampire, she, like, changed pretty much, so she, like, had blue hair and stuff like that, uh, so yeah, I wanted to kind of showcase that, and they went fucking crazy. Like, it's, I could honestly go back and watch that match over and over again, it's probably one of my favorite women's matches. And it's crazy because at this point they were still friends. So eventually when Hell's Harlots disbanded, uh, I was like, alright, well they already have chemistry so they're probably going to go crazy. And unfortunately they didn't go as crazy as this match, but I figured it was like, it'd be worth a shot. Uh, and then here we go. So, <laughs> so Dad, how exactly did the Motionless One come to be because from 
what I recall, I remember I wanted to switch my guy's hair up a little bit for one of the attires, but instead we ended up just making Chris motionless as a character. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I, I couldn't have been barred to find like something that looked good at the time, and I just said, "Fuck it, you're getting another meme character." Yeah, because I, I wanted like a like the kiss demon. I wanted like a a death hawk kind of hairstyle because uh that was gonna be like for the red yeah, and it looked like shit on your character at the time. Yeah, so I was like, all right, let's just. You know what? Let's fucking make Chris emotionless instead because I always like referenced him, and it's like, all right, in character, will you guys will see like who Zach has idolized, <laughs> and it's so <laughs> funny because this was not planned at all when we had the rumble to determine who was gonna face Zach. <laughs> it was I forgot who it came down to, but it was something that was like, please, for the love of God, don't let emotionless win, and he fucking won. And I was fucking, I was like, woo, yeah, hell yeah. And Ted is just fucking face palming and just shaking his head. He's like, why? Why? Yeah, well, what if he beat Jack? Oh, then that would have been crazy. Uh-huh. It's it's funny because I think in commentary, like, uh, I was like, now come on. And Ted, like, he's like a fighting champion. He wants to make sure that uh, Moose's one earns this win, or, like some shit like that. Uh, where people are like, oh, yeah, of course, Zach fucking has Moose's one. Russell, like, probably gonna finger poke a doof. <laughs> Which is something I thought about just to fucking get heat, but I'm like, nah, let's just do a normal match. Because that would have been a bit OD if we did the finger poke of doom. Uh,. So Zach ended up retaining in a really good match. So this was his second title defense. And it's important that I keep track of it because I'm going to discuss... Uh, might as well, on this episode, I might as well discuss why uh, my character had such an infamous reign of like only defending it a certain amount of times. Uh, so here we go. For After this, it was... The Coven, so for the Coven, it was me, George, Emo, and uh, Carmella with uh, Facing Generation Extreme, which was Mr. Fantastic. Uh, who was the Cruiserweight guy on their team, Dead? I got no fucking idea. I Hold think on. it was like Mike Awesome or something. Hold on, let me, let me pull it up. <laughs> On Okay, here we go. So it was uh, uh it was Mike Justice. I have it right closer. here. Oh, yeah, so Mike Justice, Mr. Fantastic, Black Widow, and the Punisher. That sounds and... like a fucking Avenger squad, bro. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It basically was he ordered copy and pasted the Punisher as this character. <laughs> Avengers assemble head ass. Right, oh, yeah. Right. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm going to share my, <laughs> my uh, screen so you guys can see this fucking lineup right here. Oh, God. Oh, no. So, yeah, this was the this is the fucking lineup between uh, uh, Gen Extreme versus the Coven. What the heck? No, fuck. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? What the hell? Who's that? So, <laughs> so yeah, eventually, so... Uh, the lead up to the coven, like Zach was doing the whole like uh, handshake thing, and emo was like looking around, uh, trying to decide, and then uh, fucking faceless like ended up jumping them before uh, 
for their match. So, uh, Gen Extreme won, uh, I believe, yeah, so I believe Mike Justice eliminated Emo Boy from what I remember. Mike Justice was going kind of crazy, so he eliminated Emo Boy, and he held on against Zack for the longest fucking time until Zack finally eliminated him. And then Mr. Fiend... Carmella ended up being the MVP for the Coven, whereas Mike was yeah. for, uh, Gen X. Yeah, so Mike Justice was the MVP for Gen X Dream, and Carmella was the MVP for the Coven. So, Mr. Fantastic eliminates Zack. Carmella somehow eliminates Mr. Fantastic, and then Black Widow, and then the Punisher came and just fucking annihilated her. So then it was down to Punisher and George with Punisher winning, because Punisher was kind of OP. So, so, before I get to the main event, I might as well talk about this now. Uh, so let me... Fuck it, I'll leave my screen open. So, the original plan was since Gen Extreme won, uh, Mr. Fantastic was going to face Zack. Since Mr. Fantastic technically pinned Zack in the match, it was going to be... Him versus Zack at the next pay-per-view, which, what pay-per-view would that have been, Dead, yes. after Allegiance? I don't know, Shen. You think I know this damn calendar right off the book of my head? We got it in a damn pin match, this Shen. Ultimate Defense? What? Yeah. Look at the damn GM chat, son. It's in the pin message. Alright, ah. let me, alright, I'll fucking look, dude. Yeah, uh... dude. Yes, it's your podcast. You want it, Shine. Oh, you expect me to be good? Because, so, fucking, no, there's no way that was after, uh, was was Conspiracy really after Allegiance? Oh, wait, no. That's, uh, hold on. So, Allegiance was in August. What was in September? I think Conspiracy's in May. So, what was in September? Yeah, because I think my tagline in the little thing was... May we screw you over some bullshit like that. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, <laughs> May we screw you over conspiracy. April can be crossover. February is Valentine's, so last, uh, last stand is a meme. March is knockouts. Uh, June's halfway, so rumble. Uh, let's see. I still don't know which one it is, you piece of shit. We're in August right now, so September's fucking paper, you buddy. <laughs> I don't see it. Oh I my don't... god, there's no way you're this fucking brain dead. <laughs> well, he went to Clown's Call, come on, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, that is true. I get read. <laughs> Let's just oh, and see. Why? Uh, somebody help him. Bar or somebody. I'm playing. Yeah. Sorry. I'm dying here. The man is it ultimate like... defense? Is that the next one? Maybe oh. that sounds about right. Because uh, right. yeah. I I blame Jack for everything that goes wrong. Because yeah, sure. I, I fucking thank you, Noah. Thank you. I yeah. said you smart one. I decided yeah. to scroll down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got these you know, bright nerds. I got it from the first place. Just fucking scroll down a little. <laughs> Come on, Zach, you nerd. 
<laughs> I was saying in my fucking room like it. You have it pinned in GM chat for Christ's sake. Aye, aye, aye. The pin message is very confusing. You know what? No, it's not. How are Zachary. you that fucking stupid? Zachary, Zachary, Zachary. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna show the fucking audience. What this oh, fucking shit? Hey, no, I, I'm like. gonna fucking show you my screen, you dumb son, bitch. <laughs> Where the fuck is this? Dumb son of a fucking dick. Right there, used in September, you stupid fuck. <laughs> I think good. Yeah, you think good, alright. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Gross, you guys. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the plan was, <laughs> the original plan was gonna be Mr. Fantastic facing Zack at uh, Ultimate Defense, but uh, how do we put this dead? Do you want to talk about your side first before I give my side of what happened with this fucking guy? Whatever. He wanted his edits to win every single solitary match with no criticism, no critiques, nothing. They had to be perfect and never lose yet. Boom. They had to spam every move that he wanted at all times. And they were also fucking overpowered too, especially Punisher. Like, he literally would not lose. It's like, what? what's the fucking point of facing this guy if you know he's gonna fucking... Uh, yeah, 30 power bombs in a row sounds good to me, Sean. Let's book it. <laughs> Oh, bro! So not only was that a contributing factor, but the main one for me where I was like, alright, this guy's gotta fucking go, is he called Emo a a slur. A right slur. These guys, my bad. Like, uh, he he called he called him the F word. A fucker? No, uh the the bigoted and the pride flag, Shen. Yeah, the, the pride flag word. So he called yeah, him that, the like, which, the, the, the pile which is the weirdest thing because emo's straight as an arrow, so it's like, huh. Yeah, like, if you fucking look at a picture of him, he looks like Tony the Pizza guy. Like, literally, okay. going, going back to uh, the whole Nick Infante thing where he was confusing me with uh, emo, like, I'm the fucking guy that wears makeup. I, wear I feel eyeshadow. like he got you two mixed up, which is the funniest thing. I feel like he Every pulled in Fonte. Everyone does that for some reason. I don't get it. Like, emo so is who just guys, the Who the are you character. guys talking about? My bad. Mr. Fantastic. Oh. So, Mr. Fantastic, I ended up calling emo uh, the gay slur. A and... pile of twigs, bro. And then, at, so after that, I was like, alright, this guy's gotta fucking go, because he, I think he was also, wasn't he the guy that also got the computer from uh, ABC, or is that someone else? Uh, he was trying to send him one, but I told him not to accept that, because that's just such a weird thing. It was, it was something where he very much, uh... He had the vibe that he wanted to go back, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking stop you, especially after you called my best friend, like, the fucking slur. So, fuck off. So, the plan was supposed to be me versus him in, like, an Iron Man match, and I was gonna vindicate the one that we had in uh, World's Crappiest Company, but he wanted to be an asshole, so the plans fell through, and the backup plan became one of the best 
ideas that me and Dick came up with, which was the Proving Grounds tournament, which pretty much was oh, the God. G1 climax with each block getting something in exchange for uh, winning. So the winner of the A block was going to win the top tier heavyweight title, and the winner of the B block was going to... Uh, if they if they won the whole thing, they were gonna get a briefcase that they could cash in at any time. But every time they don't cash it in, they have to defend it pretty much. And that led to one of the uh, craziest moments ever of GRC when we get to uh, <sighs> excommunication uh, this year. But uh, yeah, that was the original plan. So that's why it like really. Uh, drove me crazy when people were like, oh, Zach's like a, a fucking paper champ. He only defended it this many, many times. And I'm like, you guys, I was supposed to defend it way more, but this guy fucked it up. So I had to, like, figure out another game plan, pretty much. So I think instead what happened, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna actually go ahead to, uh, to the uh, uh, champions one. What's the... Let's see. Final fights because the past ultimate defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the match card and see. I believe I might have faced you, George, for the title at this point. Mid card. Uh no, main title because I think I gave you a main title shot at one point because I brought when did that I up. the title name to the UK title. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, because you were breving it up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember what? that? So oh, I'm gonna... I don't remember that one. Let's see. So I'm gonna let's see. Ultimate defense here. Uh, I just want to look and see if that was it. That mid card was so generic. So I was like, "Fuck this!" Oh, okay, yeah. So that so me, Mister Fantastic, was definitely the plan because the main event ended up being George versus me in a 30 minute Iron Man match for the top tier title. So that was very much that was the plan. And then I was like, "All right, fuck it." Uh. George hasn't really had a shot at the main title nope. after the triple threat match, so I'm going to give it to him. That was the quote-unquote end of the best pop machine. Yeah, so you transitioned from that to the villain, pretty much. Yep. Whoop, whoop. So, so if you want, you can like uh, come back on the episode about uh, the next episode if you want, George, so you can kind of yeah. give your thoughts on that. But yeah, so that was pretty much what happened and why I only had, like, a few tile defenses, because I had to scramble after that, and I'm like, all right, fuck it. After this, we're going to do a Proving Grounds tournament, and I'm just going to... A.K.A. the worst time of Zach's life. <laughs> well, not to spoil things, but I did pretty damn well in the, the tournament, but it was, like, afterwards, where it was pretty much, like, a repeat of Zach's worst fucking night. No, I mean, the actual... You, know, after the show, you have to be due to get it in your own to, to register and number stuff. Wait, what happened? <laughs> you'd be like in the background and the like after the show, you'd be like, you calculate all the totals, and you're like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever I've ever. Oh done. yeah, because <laughs> we this the tournament was very slap dash together when we started this. Yeah. Like we very much yes. learned from our mistakes because I had to go into the game and fucking uh, mod the the winners and stuff to keep track of like who won what because and it, just, it got to a point where I was like, man, this is fucking. This is, like, giving me a headache. I can't fucking do this. So, me and Dead talked about it, and we are like, all right, when we do this again, we're fucking 
reducing the number of people, and we're gonna fucking do a better job keeping track of who won and who didn't. Because it was getting too much for me to handle. <laughs> like, it was a cool idea, but it was very much like a experiment to see if it worked, and somehow it won uh, best match. Or, not best match, but like, uh, best gimmick kind of thing and the uh, year-end awards. So yeah, that's pretty much all I can really talk about and all I really remember about Allegiance. So, uh, Ultimate Defense, we'll talk about that next episode. If you want George, you can come back and kind of talk about that if you want. Whoop, whoop. And uh, anything you guys want to promote or anything you guys want to say before I end this? You you could kill and yourself. Don't promote right? your OnlyFans because you'll get banned by uh. Oh yeah! Hey, 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 hey. Remember, no. kids, don't promote that. I'll link it, Pokemon. Um, for me, uh, the things I'm working on right now, uh, I have my own sim football league, uh, World Football Alliance. We're on YouTube, uh, and Twitch. So if you want to check that out, that'd be cool. Uh, otherwise, just keep keep tuned in here because what game is that on? Uh, that is for all pro football. I do so play that game. I do play that game. It's crazy. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm working on. But otherwise, just keep tuned here because these guys are doing good work, uh, and I'll be back eventually. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, when we do the tag team turbulence, uh, I'll definitely get you on board. And I'd love to talk about uh, the. The one night pay per views that I did because those are pretty cool. Oh well, I mean, if you want, we can like we can talk about that now, uh, because we're only like we're only an hour and forty, so we can, like tack on a little bit so you can talk about that because I don't know when I, when we're gonna get to that, so we might as well do it now. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. So after a couple months of being off, I decided that I wanted to try to get. Uh, back into it a little bit because um, I think my yeah looking at it now the first one that I did wasn't till January um, so that would be a little bit further down the line so we're gonna we're gonna jump out of order a little bit that's fine um, so that was my my first one was in January of 21 let's find the card for it uh, so basically the idea was that I wanted to build up some people that I hadn't seen used very much before um, and use this as an opportunity to, first of all, defend the titles, get some more interest around them, um, and also um, get faces that I enjoyed watching uh, back into the main light. So for the first one that I did, uh, we did things like um, Chris Edwards versus Samson Torres, uh, using Chris Edwards to, cause I think, I think it was me and, uh, Javon versus Chris Edwards at that point. Um, so we did that match just to give, um, there, there was connection between that cause they did a handicap match and he like gave him a concussion or something. So I was like, all right, put that together cause I enjoy that. Um, got faceless on this show uh, with El Vicanto and Bienvenido, so that'll keep your attention up. Uh, different things like that, like Kyler Kovach, Erica Blaze was on with Ashley Jackson. 
Commando Shark and Adagio had a match on oh, the yeah, show. That was the, that was the start of their rivalry, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, then we had a uh, hardcore match. Gabagool, motherfuckers. Gabagool, bitch. I can't um, wait yeah, to talk about that. <laughs> that that is quite a guy. Um, and then we had a couple of different other matches on there, um, but the main thing was the main event was for the Friday Night Fights Championship. Uh, Ricky Steele, Javon Payne, and Zach Roper. Oh um, yeah, because this was the 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 gimmick where Zach was like, "Yeah, I'll let you in the match if you have me on board," because. Uh, statistically, there's two Tuesday guys. We have a better chance of winning the title. And that, so like, I that backfired on its on Zach's face. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely wanted like once once you gave me the idea of using Zach in the show, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to use Zach on the show because um, it's debatable, but like I feel like Zach is probably the biggest name that we had. So get the biggest name if. If it was to turn out that Zach wins the Friday Night Fights Championship, you're gonna see oh. that on every show. Oh, could you imagine the the fucking vitriol and hate that people would have had if that happened? <laughs> yeah, Where Zach is like Zach wins the belt and he's like, "Fuck you! You're never seeing it again. I'm the champion forever." <laughs> yeah, so it would have been throws it in the garbage like twenty four seven belt, probably. <laughs> but yeah, you never know. Uh, uh, and then if it, it goes on, on office. if it goes on Ricky Steele, it's kind of the same thing because now he's got to win over Zach. Um, right, exactly. So that would have been right, something I'd to build. I let you in the match. Now you lie down for me. You let me win. <laughs> so either way, that's getting a big shine on Tuesday. And if it right. goes to Monday, then it's on my guy, so I can do a lot of work with it. And I know Monday will use it to boost it up because we had already started talking about it. Yeah, so all um, things so, considered, it was probably a good idea that the Monday guy won. Yeah, I mean, e- either way, but uh, I think that that worked out really well, and it was that was a really fun time. Um, I don't remember who I think you were on the call for that, and yeah. Sharp as well. I don't remember exactly. I know they were on for the second one, maybe. Right. Um, but I, I, yeah, you guys were definitely around, and that was fun because once again, I wasn't the best play-by-play guy, but if I could throw in a little couple things with um, other guys doing work, it, it really turned into a really good show, and I was really proud of um, putting that together. And then I the mean, next one, yeah, go I ahead. Was, I was gonna say it gave you a chance to kind of showcase yourself more by being around people that had been doing it for a while and kind of like elevating you. So I was a guy where I would, uh, I'd kind of be goofy, but also if something really crazy happened, I would like showcase it and highlight it. And, uh, I think Sharp was like the play by play person. So it kind of gave you a chance to do your own thing with us doing our thing as well. Yeah. Um, so that was one night stand, uh, or one night only. I, those names got switched together, and that's fine. I <laughs> I didn't really get it. But the next one we did was um, at the end of... What was it? I'm looking at my sheet here. Um, that one came up in April, I think is when that went on. Um, so 
there were other matches on there. We had the Swedes undefeated run. I was really hoping that they would get picked up uh, and used more. So I put them in for the tag titles and that worked out. Um, we had a Haas Haskins. So another Monday guy that I knew I could use. I tried to do at least one of those on each show, but this was kind of the same idea. Just get as many people on here as I could that I enjoyed watching so that it was like a show of what they could do. Um, like we had Dark Clown and Dirty Dishes were on this. That was after their um, tag team turbulence run. Um, or maybe that was right before. I don't know. Um, but then maybe, then we had like Tony the Milkman was on with... Um, that was the Brand Warfare Fatal 4-Way. Uh, Thunder Fist, Tony Barong, and Felix Santana Jr., um, were all people that I enjoyed watching, so I put them all together. Um, I put uh, Commando Shark and Miami Machine together because that was going to be one of my big tag teams that oh, I was going to run I, with. And I ran with them pretty hard on Tuesday after you yeah, did that. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I these... see you guys up. Yeah, I, I was I was happy that you did that. So, um, the, those scene, were my, well, the scene, the scene was also very good. That was me, and you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had uh, uh, a draw for the Smash Mouth title, which was my hardcore belt uh, between my boy Chocolate Thunder and Doom. That was interesting. I was like in a cage, and like I think that might have been Last Man Standing. And then, like, they both didn't get up. It's like, okay, sure. Um, but then yeah, we had... Yeah, the game does that sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, Ashley Jackson won the women's championship. Uh, or she retained it, I don't remember. Uh, and then uh, we had a number one contenders battle royal. Because uh, I think Javon was off doing something with the belt. So... We did a battle royal. I don't, there was like a whole, whole lot of people in that. Um, like I know, yeah, uh, Commando Shark was in it. I put Noah in it because I thought that would be interesting if he was able to make it all the way. El Vicanto was in it. Monta Dude's in it just because he wins battle royals. Um, Adagio was in it. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of different people in it. And then uh, Nick Royale ended up winning uh, for Monday. So that started... Um, that feud up between them and the siege, and uh, Nick Royale actually winning the Friday night belt, um, and then coming back, and so yeah, that was there was a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on. I really enjoyed doing those, and I'm glad that I was able to do them. Um, yeah, and I I I think that it got some some people on the shows, which was cool. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like I said, I really appreciated Dead letting me do it at the time I said that, and then you guys coming on and doing it with me because that was that was always going to make the best product. Uh, so I don't know if you remember much about it, but if you wanted to uh, talk about what you remember from those shows, I don't I don't know what you remember. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember uh, a whole lot of it. I just remember you telling me that. Uh, Commando Shark and Miami Machine are like a goofy team, and I was like, "All right, say less." <laughs> I really, I really pushed them hard. Uh, Adagio Rossi and Commando Shark was something where I was like, the battle of like the 
it was the perfect dichotomy of the biggest heel in the company taking on the biggest baby face of the company because Adagio Rossi far surpassed Zack as a heel. Uh, and uh, it was something where like Commander, I don't, I, I Commando Shark endeared me so much that I started pushing him, and of course I've always got to put my own spin on something. So I'm like, what if, what if he ended up becoming like. Gorgura, the VTuber's like biggest fan, and I just ran with that shit. Yeah, and that's pretty. I think that's rocketed him. Yeah, that's that. I think that's your strength, just being willing to just do something stupid and just roll with it. And yeah, it, it's. Yeah. I was gonna say, I just, I always like, I have so many ideas I want to do, and sometimes they work, sometimes they fall flat on their face, and if something doesn't work, I quickly cut it. But the stuff that does work is stuff that I'm always surprised works. It's like the thing I was like, oh, people are probably going to hate this. It's probably not going to go well. And people are like, oh, that shit was pre pretty cool. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's continue this then. Because <laughs> if yeah. I'm entertaining myself, then I have a feeling that people are being entertained as well. So that's, I want to at least convey that when I do that. But uh, yeah, I feel like that is a good way to end this. So we will see you guys for episode four, at some point, maybe uh, the beginning of the new year or whatever, uh, and we will be talking about the road to GRC Ultimate Defense where every title is on the line. So until then, guys, as always, my famous catchphrase that everyone loves, Rock Out Scream, Cuckoo Cachoo, bye bye